Congratulations to you. Oh, thank you. For your Drive Your Dreams car show. Very successful weekend. I know oh, you've been amazing. working really hard to get that uh, pulled off, and it went even better than you planned. Yeah, that's right. I, I, this was something that I dreamt about as a kid. You know, I love cars, and I wanted to do a car show, but every time I tried to do the car show, I either didn't have the money or... Every time I tried to do it, people necessarily didn't back me because they thought it was good. Car shows are played out. So I said, you know what? I'm just going to try it and do it on my own. And I uh, rented out a spot in Jersey. Shout out to the Meadowlands Expo Center. And I was like, I'm just going to do it. Shout out to Lincoln Tech who, who hopped on the board, who as soon as they heard the vision, they was like, yes, we're with you. And we expected like 2,000 people. This is the first car show. I didn't really want too many people because I was like, I don't know what to expect. This is my first one. I don't know if I have enough bathrooms. I don't know. I'm just guessing enough security. But it turned out amazing. Over 5,000 people came out to that car show over the weekend. And just to, to see the kids' faces. Now, this wasn't just a family uh, a car show. It was more like a family show. So we had stuff for kids. We had jumpies for kids so they could jump around. We had, like, a little basketball jumpy so they could play basketball. We had face painting for the little kids. We had a stilt walker. And then we had tons and tons of cars and so many celebrities and people stopped through. It was just an amazing event. No problems, no situations, no altercations. There were performances. Performances, uh, amazing food. So it was definitely, definitely dope. So shout out to everybody that came out. Really, really appreciate it. Shout out to Cardi B. Cardi B was the first one I asked, can I borrow your car? And absolutely said yes. And she gave me the car like she uses. Like in the back of the car was her, her, her car seat, her stroller, <laughs> wow, everything. she didn't need it? She had, no, I guess she didn't need it. <laughs> so shout out to Cardi B. Shout out to 50 Cent. Who 50 showed his up. Car. Yeah, 50 showed up. Uh, shout out to who else? Safari gave me his car. Mm-hmm. Safari got a car that's a, a really dope car. It cost a quarter million dollars. So he came with that car. Shout out to Nas. Shout out to Swiss. Hood Celebrity. Hood Celebrity. I mean, it was so many people that came and, and, and really showed love, and I really, really appreciate it. So, shout out to event. Gia. I know it was a lot of work for her, too. Yeah, shout out to Gia. And, <laughs> you know, a lot of people wanted to meet Gia and see Gia, but earlier that day, her mom passed out. So her oh. mom passed out. She had to be rushed to the emergency room and, and given IV and everything like that. So she wasn't able to get there too late because she was handling mom duties. But, you know, the family still made it. It was just a great event. So shout out to everybody that came out. Such an amazing does day. Does Cardi man. have a license yet? Yes, she does. She, she does, does have, have a license. license. Yep. Okay, I met Cardi's dad, too. I met Cardi's dad. Oh, that's good. Good I'm, guy. I'm glad Cardi has a license because you, you can't vote if you don't have a license. That's right. So <laughs> I hope she's registered to vote, and I hope she has her ID tomorrow when it's time to go vote. I'm sure she does. So. Yes. Well, you don't necessarily need a license. You can use your passport, I believe, right? You don't need a license because everybody doesn't have license. some type of ID. Yeah, yeah, some can, type of ID. Yeah, you can have a passport. You don't need a license. Yeah, you don't need a license. I, I would, I'm just ID. assuming. This could just be me. I would just assume. You don't have a license. You probably don't have a passport. Passport. That's not but true. You, probably, you know what? You There's a lot of people of from New York who actually do not have don't their have licenses. Yeah. A lot of people oh. here because you take the train everywhere. So yeah. there's people who. Well, the world is bigger than New York. God damn it. 
Well, I'm saying there's a lot of people who don't have a license. Well, you don't need yeah. a license to go vote. You, mm-hmm. As long as you have a state ID you need or some type passport, of ID. you yeah. can go yes. down there. All right. Let's get the show cracking. Front page news, what are we talking about? Well, you know, the marathon was in New York over the weekend. We'll tell you. I, I was looking at that like, how does somebody run 26.2 miles in like a little over two hours? I think that's crazy. All right. Well, we'll get into It'll all probably that. probably take me like six hours. And D.L. Hughley will be joining us this morning. Comedian. My guy. That's my guy He was right at there. Caroline's of, over the weekend. Mm-hmm. That's one of my favorite people on the whole planet, man. All right. All right, so we'll talk to him in a little bit too. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Yeah. We out of here. The dash is digi, the schedule busy, my head in a got no keys. Tell my clothes, no starch, please. Soon as I you can go, leave. Got M's in the bank, like yes, indeed. Me and my dog going off the way. When you're living like this, they supposed to hey. Brand new whip, got no keys. Tell my clothes, no starch, please. Soon as I you can go, leave. Got M's in the bank, like yes, indeed. Me and my dog going off. All right. Morning, everybody. It's DEJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. All right, now in football, the Steelers beat the Ravens 23-16. The Bears beat the Bills 41-9. The Panthers beat the Buccaneers 42-28. The Chiefs beat the Browns 37-21. The Dolphins beat the Jets 13-6. Vikings beat the Lions 24-9. The Falcons beat the Redskins 38-14. Texas beat the Broncos 19-17. New Orleans beat the Rams 45-35. The Patriots beat the Green Bay Packers. And the Brick City Lions out in Newark beat Bergen 20-14. And shout to my son's team because they are going to Disney to play. Hey, people back watching football, too. That fake boycott been stopped, all right? I, right. I know some of these people that, you know, been doing this fake boycott, but yesterday when the Rams played the Saints and the Saints is 7-1 and one, the Rams is 8-0, I know some guys that was like, hey, man, I'm watching football. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up, I'm watching this week. I'm, I got to cheat this week. Well, tonight, your Cowboys take on the Titans in Monday Night Football. Yes, and I'll tell y'all if I watch tomorrow. Depending on if they win or lose. It all depends. My, my boycott depends on whether or not they win or lose this week. All right? What else are you talking about, Yee? Well, since you're talking about football, by the way, over the weekend, one of the 49ers cheerleaders actually took a knee during the that. national anthem. How do you see that if, you ain't, if, you watch, if you're not watching football? It was all over the place. Yeah, all it was over the viral. Box. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was everywhere. They haven't identified who she is yet, but she was uh, the first cheerleader to take a knee in football. Okay. Also, the marathon, since we're talking sports, the marathon <laughs> happened in New York over the weekend. <laughs> What? All right, man. What, you seen her take a knee? Drop one of clues bombs for her for taking a knee. <laughs> Put her on revolt again so I can see. Why you man. laugh like that? Because you said she's the first cheerleader to take a knee. How we know? Nobody pays attention to the cheerleader. <laughs> He's stupid. All right, cheerleaders probably been kneeling and we just definitely. Well, that's the attention. reason why it actually went viral. I don't know, man. The Giants ain't got cheerleaders. <laughs> really? No. Wow. Right. So that's a big deal. So um, anyway, uh, let's talk about the New York City Marathon and the winners of that. Lelisa Dicisi of Ethiopia won the men's division. He won in two hours, five minutes, and 59 seconds. So congratulations to him. That's 26.2 miles. Wow. All right. And also um, for the women, uh, the victory went to, I don't want to mess up anybody's names, uh, Kitani, she finished in two hours, 22 minutes, and 48 seconds, more than three minutes ahead of the next closest runner. That's her fourth New York City Marathon win in the last five years. So congratulations to Mary Kitani from Kenya. All right, now let's talk about voting because we do have to vote tomorrow. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, so the polls are opening at 6 a.m., right, Charlemagne? You're trying to go in pretty Jersey, early? In Jersey, it's 6 a.m. in Jersey. I don't know yes. that's everywhere, but in Jersey, it's New York, I think, in, I'm not sure. I thought New York was 5, but I know Jersey's definitely 6 a.m. So what they are saying could potentially be the outcome, but as we all know, anything could happen. Democrats could win a narrow majority in the House. Republicans would keep the Senate and possibly gain a few seats. But it's very important for you guys to go out and vote to make sure that uh, we get, well, I don't know what everybody is, but make sure that your party, whatever that is, gets some type of control. But vote for people's policies and make sure you research uh, who stands for what so you can actually vote for whose policies are closest to what yeah, you believe Yeah, vote in. for your own interests, man. Mm-hmm. I, and I know some people are disgusted by politics and y'all don't think politics matters, but truth be told, y'all don't have any other bright ideas. Absolutely. Okay. All right, and the world's first underwater hotel has opened in the Maldives, the Conrad Maldives has opened that that's the first time ever. You've been in the Maldives, Envy? Yes, a real amazing place. Beautiful. All right, well, this underwater hotel is a two-story villa that's more than 16 feet below the Indian Ocean. It's called Muraka, which means coral, and it costs $50,000 a night. But you can't book it for just one night. You have to book at least four nights. So it's a $200,000 package that includes a personal chef for all meals and the use of a private boat. Is there a reason you're telling us this? Just letting you know it's the Especially first being that I'll never underwater be able to hotel residence. Something like that ever in my life. Fifty thousand a night. Nah. Like we went from talking about voting to talking about something that's fifty thousand dollars a night. Listen, just be aware. It's the I thought you were about to tell us a secret cheat code that we could <laughs> we could possibly <laughs> all attend. But y'all should take a look at it online. It looks amazing. I'll look at it. Just so yeah, you can see what thank, it looks like. Thank you, Yee. I'll, I'll, I'll go look at it. And, Jeez. You know, Would exactly. you want to stay at an underwater hotel? For free. If I could, uh, yeah. Yeah, if I could, for free, if I could, if I could afford, if afford it. pay for me to go, $50,000 a night? Yeah, even if I hit that, that Powerball, I wouldn't pay that. That's just too much. That's, that's tuition. Not? That's a lot of money. That for mean tuition's at $50,000 a night? That's Maybe a you can get 20% off or something. Yeah. 20% off? <laughs> All right, y'all. y'all. All right. Y'all go vote because they said that whoever, if the Democrats get in the house, we all go in the house. We all go for free. For $50,000 a night, okay? That's our reparations. All right. All right. Well, that's front page news. Get it off your chest. 800 585 1051. If you're upset, you need to vent. Hit us up right now. Maybe you had a bad night, bad weekend, or maybe you want to spread some positivity, all right? Or maybe you have tried to book your room at the $50,000 a night hotel. You can't book it yet, anyway. Oh, oh, and your credit card got declined. But whatever it may be, call us now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Good morning, DJ IV. It's Kelly from Erie. Hey, Kelly. Good morning. I am blessed, but I've been waiting all week because Charlemagne's been out doing book signings. I wanted to personally congratulate him on his new baby and his book. There you go. Congratulations, Charlemagne. I appreciate you. Thank you very much. No problem. We're trying to get out there. I don't know where you're going to be next. Like on the 16th, we were trying to get out there, but it's just conflict with jobs and my job and everything. So I'm going to try to make it those to your next book signing. I'm going to be in uh, the Barnes & Noble in Clifton, New Jersey on November 9th with Dr. Oz. <clears throat> okay, which one after that? I'll be in, I'll be at uh, Prairie View, Prairie View, Texas. The school, uh, don't give me the line, but I'll be, <laughs> I, but, but it's, it's, it's on the set, it's on the 17th. Is there a website okay. people can go to? And yes, see? you can go to see the book.com, C T H A B O O K dot com. I'll follow him okay, on Instagram. Morning. I'm sure he got his dates on Instagram. Angela Yee. Sorry, I didn't want to forget you. <laughs> Hi. 
Oh, listen, but yeah. yeah I, it's, uh, Opal Johnson Smith Auditorium in Prairie View, Texas, November 17th. I'll be there. Tasha. Yeah. Good morning, Tasha. Good morning. Get it off your chest. It's me and my husband on the road right now. <laughs> we want to say how blessed we are this morning. Where y'all going? <laughs> Where y'all going? Blackburn, South Carolina. Oh, y'all going to stop at Bojangles for breakfast? Uh, I doubt it. I, I doubt, doubt it. it. Oh, okay, okay. Y'all in the truck or y'all, y'all in your car? Uh, we in the truck. Okay. 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 You see another day, you know. I'm, 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 I'm happy, you know. I was at the um, the car show this weekend, man. Uh, one of the, the 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 people that I came through with uh, uh, hollered at you with my yeah, family. Yeah, when yeah, you cool, yeah, yeah. man. Truly love your vibes. Thank yeah, you, bro. Yeah, yeah. Man, uh, Charlamagne the guy kind of said that that car I was looking for one of the cars I was looking forward to seeing man I wanted to see how smoked out that that, that well, 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 I, I, somebody out, yeah. somebody told me that, somebody told me that they didn't want no smoke so when they said that to me I was like well I ain't gonna pull up in the 03 Escalade with 400,000 miles on it cause that's all it got for you is smoke when it cranks up <laughs> you know what I'm saying so I fell back on purpose yeah 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 man I, I hear you I hear you man yo, thank yo, you for coming out bro you, man yo Love, love y'all, man. Keep doing your thing, man. Thank you. All right. Mitch! Yo. Mitch, they say you're the nicest when it comes to wheelchair basketball, bro. Yo, man, I'm the nicest, bro. You don't even understand, but my team went all the way out to L.A. this weekend, man, and blew it, bro. Blew it. We what's choked you? up out there like if we never played basketball before in our life. What's your, what's your, name on, what's your nickname on the court? Chad Jordan? <laughs> nah, man. Money Mitch. Money Mitch. All my shots is money. Money okay. Mitch. No doubt. <laughs> All right, bro. Thank you. All right, man. Thank you. Oh, money, money. Uh, just a quick question. Never mind. Have a good one, man. Well, you're about to say something so ignorant. Nah, 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 what's up? Are the nah, rims man. regulation, or do they lower them, or, or how do they do that? Nah, man. The, the rims is regular, man. Everything's regular. It ain't The three points regular. It's the same Okay. Thank you, brother. All right, man. Thanks. It seemed like everything would be traveling. Shut up, man. Get it off your chest. <laughs> 805-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Kev, hello, Kev. Envy, what up? Get it off your chest, bro. Look, man, I went on a date with a girl this weekend. It's the third day, right? Right. So I paid for the first couple dates. So this day, I'm acting like I don't got my wallet. So oh I tell her, gosh. you know, I'm like, I'm oh like, boy. you pay for this date, I don't got my wallet and all that. She like, you don't got your wallet? What happened? I'm like, I just left it at the crib. I made a mistake. She like, all right, I'm going to pay or whatever. So she goes to the bathroom. She says you got to go to the bathroom freshen up. Yo, shorty never comes back. I mean. <laughs> I'm on the clues bombs for shorty. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yo, shorty yo, is yo, focused. I'm on the clues bombs for shorty. Shorty never, I'm waiting for 20 minutes. I'm like, yo, what's she taking a shit? Nah, Shorty know a bum when she smell one. You know what I'm saying? Shorty didn't want to get finessed. That's and you all. shouldn't have been playing games like that. Pretend to forget your wallet to try to make her pay. I just wanted to see what type of girl she was. Well, now you know. Well, now, now, you got it now. Now I know. She blocked my number. I can't get in contact with her. Like She probably yo, knew you were lying about forgetting your wallet. Chick is crazy, man. Chick you crazy, crazy for lying and pretending to forget your wallet. Dumbass. She, she can smell a finesse, man. Salute to her. Jamie. <laughs> Hey, guys. Good I morning. called you about two weeks ago on a Friday, and you guys let me go on the air 
and talk about my business. So I wanted to tell you thank you. What business? You've been contacting me um, online. Some of them are perverts. But, you know, some people have been contacting me online. I own Annie Hodge TSC. My business started because I wanted to give the soldiers a piece of home when they were away from home right. to prevent suicide. Mm. And since then, I've been doing it for not just the soldiers. I've been doing it for civilians as well. So I'm very grateful. I also wanted to say, Charlemagne, oh, my gosh, I finished your book. The, the new one? I finished, I finished, yes, the new one in two days. What nice. You, what you think about it? I love it. Thank you I very much. I love it. It's it's great, and I really wanted to know more about the parents' anxiety because I had that. Even though my children are grown, they still stress me. I got one who just thinks she's invincible. Right. <laughs> so I think parental yeah, paranoia is something. Great. Parental paranoia is something that we all suffer with, and I don't think it ever ever goes away. Thank you, Mama. Hey, get it off your chest, Mama. Hi. Um, I don't know if you guys remember me. I called a couple of months ago. Can you kind of bleep my name out? I called a couple of months ago on uh, in a, a, anonymous. I, I was having issues in my life. Uh, yeah. You changed your number on me. Yes, I did change my number. <laughs> she was like, leave me alone, Envy. There was a lady that she was going through some problems and, and um she called during ask ye yeah she called during ask ye and um she was having suicidal thoughts i've been speaking to her we got her uh, help with the therapist and everything yeah angelie gave her a therapist and then um so what's going on give us your update i think the much better um i am much better at problem solving like um envy health and you know dr jasper and thank you so much angelie for just uh requesting or just him suggesting him he's been awesome uh i check in once a week with him and he's uh he's really giving me some really good advice uh nothing perfect perfect but i'm able to you know deal with it much better and i've repaired my relationship with my father so great yay that's great i'm so happy that all that worked out for you and that you're well on the road how's your son doing to feeling better He's doing good. He's uh, always, always. That's good. So he's well, yeah, th thank you for calling, Mama. I love that. Awesome. Thank you so much for your help. I really Y'all have a wonderful day, okay? All right, we love you. And shout out to Dr. Jasper. He's a clinical psychologist, and he uh, has been on this show before. Absolutely. And he's been helping us out when we had some ASCII serious issues like the ones that you had. Yeah, I was talking to her every day for like a good 30, 45 days, and the doctor was calling and she was doing great. So I'm, I'm happy that she's even doing better, all right? Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us up at any time. Yeah, we got rumors on the way? Yes, we are going to talk about a celebrity who has to pay millions in back taxes to the IRS. Also, today is jury selection for this infamous person. And, I mean, I don't think I would want to be on this jury, but you Hell tell me what you think. No. All right, we'll get into that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Hey, salute to Israel Adesanya. He's from Nigeria. He was fighting this weekend at UFC 230. He had a first-round knockout, and he walked out to smile, bitch, man. Drop one of the clues bombs for the man they call Style Bender. And he did an interview on ESPN where he said he read my new book, Shook One, so I appreciate him because he appreciates me and mine. All right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right, well, let's get to these rumors. Let's talk Angela Simmons. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. Club. So listen up. Well, our condolences go out. Uh, Angela Simmons, the 
father of her son and her ex-fiance, Sutton Tennyson, was shot and killed at his house. They said it appears it was the result of a home invasion oh, robbery. Damn. They have a two-year-old son together, and she posted uh, acknowledgement of it. it look, it's just so sad that her son's going to grow up without his father around. She said, thank you for mm-hmm. leaving behind my greatest gift. I'm hurting. I'm numb. Thank you for the outpouring of love, everyone. I can't believe I'm even saying rest in peace, Sutton. I promise to hold SJ down in every way. I promise. And then she posted a photo, a video of their son looking at video on the phone of himself and his father. And she posted reflecting. He keeps replaying it. R.I.P. Sutton. um, First of all, I'm going to tell you why this is super horrible. It's horrible for a number of reasons, but that is one of the biggest sources of my anxiety. I've said that a number of times. That is a thought that I try to dismiss out of my brain all the time, which is a home invasion. You be laying in your house and you just be thinking that for some reason. That's why I got all these alarms. That's why you got guns. That's why you got yeah, you do. 911 on speed dial. Like, I think about all of these type of things and I don't know why. And I tell, I tell people all the time, too, if you do have an alarm system on your house, put the ringer or the chime on. I know it gets confusing and it gives you a headache, but anytime that door opens or window opens... Well, it wasn't right. that. It Hold on. It was an argument that happened. Oh, no, he no. was arguing with somebody and they said somebody else, I guess, uh, the argument escalated and he ended up getting shot. He was talking in the driveway with well, another... you said man. home invasion. Right. It was at his home. No, home invasion means somebody kicked in your door. They broke into your. They broke into your house. That's how, that's what I think a home invasion is. That's it. well. He was outside arguing with somebody. The com- that argument escalated, and then somebody else they said uh, pulled up, and the suspect fled. That's in the not car. a home invasion. You. Well, that's what everyone's calling it—a no, home invasion. So it's not a home invasion. It was at his home. Well, I'm just telling anybody that owns <laughs> yes. a home or lives in a home. Put the chime on your alarm system. Yes. That that way, if anybody comes in the middle of the night, the wind blows, the window opens, it goes Bruh. off, and you know exactly what it is. If a pan falls in my kitchen, <laughs> all, right, all the alarms go off in the house. Okay. Everything. All right, now let's discuss Floyd Mayweather. It looks like he's coming out of retirement, and this time he's going to be fighting a highly regarded kickboxer, Tenshin Nasukawa. Oh, my God. And that's going to go down New Year's Eve in Tokyo. So they're going to have uh, rules for the bout in the weight <laughs> class determined later on. But they're pretty infamous there for doing things where they kind of mix and match people from different uh, fields. That's just for that market. I can tell that. You know what the payoff is going to be out in Japan? He's going to end. Yeah, it's going to be that's a crazy really amount of Floyd Mayweather has to fight to live, y'all. I'm, I don't care what y'all say. Man, I don't nah. care what y'all say. I think he has to fight to keep that lifestyle up, man. I'm telling you. I think he's working check for but check. Bro. I don't know if he could. Th- maybe he just can't turn down five hundred million dollars. That's tough because he know he gonna win. You he's know he's forty. D- he's forty two years old. Nobody. That ain't know, old. Nobody wants to be getting kicked on and punched on at forty two years old, bro. And eventually, Father Time is gonna catch up. Father Time is undefeated. I'm sorry. All right. Congratulations to Kenya Moore. She gave birth early to her first child with Mark Daly. She's forty seven years old and she's a mom for the first time. So congratulations to her. They had their baby girl, Brooklyn Doris Daly. What was that about, Ivy? Did you see what Ivy just did when you had made that announcement? What? He hit the... He was like... Like damn, what would you, you? What happened was you wanted that to be you. No, I ordered What's my. The I ordered. You got. I got to order my kids lunch for the whole month. So I man, ordered. Shut up, man. So we this has nothing to do with. No. All right, so I, let's I move on. I paying attention. You asked me, so I told you. I, I thought did, you was upset that Kenya had a baby by somebody else. No, you, <laughs> I, I delayed my kids lunch by accident. All right, okay. All right, should have asked him. All right, so congratulations to her. <laughs> now she posted her a picture of herself in the hospital. She said, "If you want to make God laugh, have a plan. Won't be long now. Pray for us, baby daily." So they did have the baby. This is her first child. The baby was born early. She was due around Thanksgiving. Uh, Wesley Snipes has to pay $9.5 million in back taxes to the IRS. (laughs) Still, this has been like 15 years. It's an ongoing thing. You know, he went to jail for three years originally, and he 
they asked for $23.5 million. The IRS, he responded, a compromise for $850,000. That would have let him settle his debt and had that tax lien against his home withdrawn, but they rejected that offer. So, yeah, he owed twenty three and said, look, I'll just give you 800000 Yeah, basically, but that didn't work out. I, didn't, I ain't mad at him. So now the tax court judge is saying that he failed to convince the court that he doesn't have the assets to pay more than $850,000. So now that amount was, however, reduced to $9.5 million. So that's a big difference, $23.5 to $9.5 million yeah. to fight for. So he still is not trying to pay that, though. IRS, let's have a convo, okay? Uh, you can't put people in prison, and then when they come out, they still owe you, okay? How can I make money in prison, number one? And I'm giving you all this free labor. Shouldn't this count to my bill? If I do three years in prison, shouldn't this count to my bill? Well, I ain't paying you, what, 50 cents a day, so... I don't care. I guess, with the, I guess the whole thing is it's a crime for the whole lying and tax evasion, and then on top of that, you still have to pay. Yeah, but it costs hundreds of thousands of dollars just to keep a prisoner a year. So, so, so the money that it would it costs to take care of me in jail, can't you just take that off my bill since I'm giving you all this free label? I guess not. All right, and I just want to say jury selection starts today for the El Chapo trial. That is not a jury that I would want to be a part of. There's an anonymous pool of potential jurors. About 1,000 New Yorkers were sent a 31-page questionnaire. They're going to be in Brooklyn Federal Court today, and they're going to see El Chapo today. They're going to be transported to and from the courthouse by federal guards, the jurors. If I had to be on, uh, one of, if I had to be one of El Chapo's jurors... I'd be in here. I'd be in there dressed like Kodak Black was when he was on the Breakfast Club. Yeah, have a ski mask on. <laughs> you know I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. I'd be you sick. Don't have a choice. No, yeah, all right, I'm Angela Yee, and that's your rumor report. I'd be sick. I'd make all type of excuses. All right, thank I'll walk you. I'm walking there with a free El Chapo T-shirt. They'll tell me to go home. <laughs> they definitely would. Simple as that. All right, when we come back, we got front page news. What are we talking about, Yee? Well, imagine you were going on a flight that was supposed to last eight hours, and it ends up being seventy-seven hours. What? Mm-hmm. All right, we'll talk about it when we come back. And don't forget, D.L. Hughley will be joining us next hour. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. All right, morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get some... uh, LMA booed up going to get new life now that it's cuffing season? I feel like it already went through a winter already. Nah, it's done. It's I mean, definitely it's done. It still sounds good. Y'all were still in here, booed up. Nah, I mean, it is cuffing season. Yeah, though. but it's you been over. We did this last cuffing season. We need a new one. Fireplaces going. Mm-hmm. You know it's going to be cold. Mm. You right. get to sit at home and watch The Haunting of Hill House on Netflix. Nah, I ain't doing scary movies now. <laughs> All right, well, let's get some front-page news. Now in sports, the Steelers beat the Ravens 23-16. The Bears beat the Bills 41-9. The Panthers beat the Buccaneers 42-28. Kansas City Chiefs beat the Browns 37-21. The Dolphins beat the Jets 13-6. The Vikings beat the Lions 24-9. The Falcons beat the Redskins 38-14. The Texans beat the Broncos 19-17. The Chargers beat the Seahawks 25-17. The Saints beat the Rams 45-35. The Patriots beat the Green Bay Packers 31-17. And the Brick City Lions, that's the sum my team plays on in Newark. I was like, what team is that? They beat uh, Bergen 2014. They are going to <laughs> Disney World to play. So congratulations to the Brick City Lions, all the coaches and all that good stuff. All right, Ooh. dropping a clues bomb for everybody who's back watching football. They get to go to Disney World? Yes. Well, speaking of Disney World, imagine you were actually going to take a flight from London, thinking you're going to Disney World to have a great time, and when it's time to go back home, you have a 77-hour flight. What should have been an eight-hour flight Is turned that possible? into 77 hours. Well, I'll explain to you what happened. So originally, the flight was supposed to leave Orlando Thursday evening, but passengers waited for four hours. They said there was a technical problem that had to be repaired. They were actually forced to get off the plane. They had to stay in a nearby hotel. 
So they said, imagine 200 people turning up in the early hours to check into a hotel. They said it was chaos and there was not a single British Airways representative in sight taking charge. Then they had to go back to the airport and it was delayed twice before they eventually left on Friday night at 8 p.m. Then right after they took off, the plane was diverted to JFK Airport right after takeoff. They said the original problem the plane had had come back. They had to drop the landing gear. They had to lose fuel to make the plane lighter. And then they diverted to JFK. They said it was the roughest one and a half hours on a flight. Children were having panic attacks. The turbulence was awful. People were scared, tired, and hungry. Then they got to JFK and they told people there was no way to get a hotel because of the New York City Marathon and everything was booked. Damn. That sounded like they was on spirit. <laughs> I can't believe that was British, British Airways. Airways. That sounded like spirit all goddamn day. So they were just people sleeping on the floor in the terminal. Uh, one couple said they got a hotel, but the airline didn't pay for it. They, I want to go to Disney World after that. That's for Mickey Mouse. <laughs> I want to go home. Okay, so eventually goofy, they left Saturday Donald. night and got back to London Sunday morning. They said it was just a journey from hell. So they never yeah. got to Disney World. No, they were leaving Orlando, going back to London. So that's the end of their trip. If you were coming from London, going on vacation to Disney World. Um, had to be a nightmare. And since we're talking about hotels. London ain't got no music amusement box? No, no, but Disney World's sure, different, but Disney World is huge for the world. Mm. Yeah, people want to... Well, not for me. It's not. I've never been. Yeah, you've right. been. Now let's talk about, again, this hotel residence that opened underwater in the Maldives. I see a lot of people tweeting about it now. The Conrad Maldives has opened the world's first ever underwater hotel residence. It's a two-story villa. It's more than 16 feet below the Indian Ocean. You have a bed, shower, other typical components of a hotel, but you also have a private gym, a bar, an infinity pool, butler's quarters, an ocean-facing bathtub, and an underwater bedroom that has views of the ocean. So it's $50,000 a night. I really want to apologize all our listeners for Angelique continuing to report this story and rub it in y'all face. <laughs> I do not know why she keeps talking to y'all about a $50,000 a night hotel. Now, you don't know if our listeners can afford this or not. I can't. Okay. So, so I know my listeners can't. That's not true. <laughs> that's not true. Yes, it is. God that's damn not it. true. You okay. do not know that. that is not now, true. you have to book it for at least four nights. So that's a $200,000 package. You do get oh, a personal really? chef wow. for all your meals and you get the use of a private boat as what well. Else, so imagine if you have enough points, right? Because you automatically. What? what kind of points? Hilton. Knock it off. If you <laughs> if you book this, you actually automatically get Hilton Diamond status. So oh, maybe nice. Have is that true? Yeah. Oh. Is there any Groupons for it? Can you get a discount? I'm sure yet. there's no Groupons. What are you talking about? $50,000 a night. That's tuition. But it's just something fascinating to look at, an underwater hotel. That's, right. that's something to put on your vision board. And don't forget to vote, you guys, tomorrow. Let's go vote. We have to I'm vote. I'm supposed to think about voting. When if I you haven't voted early. Me, I can't afford $50,000 a night to do something. Well, maybe there's something on the ballot that's going to actually make you attain that. <laughs> but yes, everybody, if you have problems or there's things that you want to see addressed and you have politicians that you support, get out there and vote. If you don't know what you support, do some research. Find out who's running in your district and get out there and vote. Absolutely. Vote for your own interest, man. Simple as mm-hmm. that. I don't care what it is. It could be one thing that interests you. Vote for it. Go out one and vote. Thing. <laughs> All right. Well, that's front page news. Now, when we come back, D.L. Hughley will My be joining guy. us. All right? yes. We'll kick it with D.L. Hughley. So don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Yep, it's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Charlamagne the God, Angela Yee. Uh, we got one of my favorite people in the building right now. Yeah. I'm here with Mark Twain, huh? <laughs> 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 Mark Twain. <laughs> DL Hughley is here. What's good, my brother? What's up, man? I'm so proud of you, man. Thank you, sir. You know what you look great at being you? That's it. And Angie, whatever fine ass. 
Stop it. This is not sexual harassment because we don't work together, so don't say that. <laughs> and you're not making her feel uncomfortable. I'm either. not making her feel yes, goddamn it. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, the thing with DL is he can get away with saying anything anyway. It's still funny. But I, I think you know it's so funny because now when I watch comedians who feel like they have to ask for permission to have a thought that's separate, then it's silly to me. The only way my, I, I have to ask permission from my father when he was when I was a kid. I don't have to ask permission from an audience. Like they either dig it or they don't. Or the worst that's gonna happen to me is that Twitter get mad. What the f is that? I don't. Well, know. you gotta ask permission if you want to pull your out and off. Yeah, like, you want like Louis C.K. Yeah. But I'm just saying. But I didn't even think like to me like that whole like I understand the premise of the Me Too movement, and I think I just, my problem with it yeah. is that it's inconsistent. Yes. It's like there's a difference between Louis D, Louis C.K. and Harvey Weinstein. Now hold on, now I gotta I gotta push back on you a little bit because I agree with you. But during the whole Kavanaugh situation, mm -hmm. that's one of those ones where that didn't fall under the Bill Cosby umbrella. Like it they, had to, they had to meme up saying, "What's the difference between Bill Cosby and Kavanaugh?" I'm like, "Well, Kavanaugh is accused of being drunk and groping a woman. Bill Cosby was drugging and raping. That's a big difference." Right? No, no, they're, they're, no, no, no. And Kavanaugh attempted to rape the girl. Right. He attempted to rape her, and the difference between Bill Cosby and Kavanaugh is 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 complexion. That's really the truth, and I think that they all should be viewed the same. Kavanaugh sought to use. He, he tried to take something a woman wasn't giving him. And he has p power and privilege. Like, to me, that was about white guys, powerful white guys, protecting another powerful white guy. Bill Cosby should be in prison next to Catholic priest. Yeah. Whoever. Yeah. I think the problem with me is that so many perverts, like, get, get jobs where they can wear robes. I don't understand that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> You, well, you should, you should. If you a pervert, you should have, you should have pants on. But. Always. My only problem, I don't have a problem with the Me Too movement because I got three daughters. So mm -hmm. anything that makes the world a better place for women, I'm all for. I just don't like them weaponizing it right. to try to take people out. Like right. you saw what they're trying to do with Mueller now. Right. But 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 it, it's the same thing. And the and the biggest problem I have with Me Too movement is that women tend not to believe women. That's when women fact. believe women, this will be a lot of different things. Look at how many women say, I'm a victim, and I acted like this, so I don't see why she didn't act like I would have acted. Right, and women will say that. But I will say this, going back to Bill Cosby and that, it was his power. He got away with that for decades before sure. anything happened. It's all power, though. You know? So that is not about his complexion. It was... But when you look at uh, uh, Kavanaugh, he got away with it for decades, too. Yeah, but I think um, this is the first time these allegations have been brought up, right, against Kavanaugh. For um, Bill Cosby, this has been going on with women coming forward and accusing him whether or not those cases ended up going right. anywhere was a different situation. I think we're making the same point. Yeah. I, I think that what, no matter how long ago it was or how many it was, they are the same type of men where they've used, um, you know, one, one used celebrity and one used wealth and privilege to take advantage of somebody. There's one thing that I really want to know about the Cosby case more than anything. What the f*** are really trying to buy NBC? But, you know, a, a lot of people say that, but Bill Cosby, I know this for sure. Now, Bill Cosby, when we were on Def Jam, he hated Def Jam. He hated it. And he sat on the board of Time Warner, and he actively sought to make sure that we didn't get to keep it on. Like, all the cats wow. you love right now, yeah. you, wouldn't have, you wouldn't see had he been on, because he liked it done a certain way. As, as an OG king of comedy, what do you think of all of this uh, comedian beef I think that's it, been brewing the past couple of months? They can go home and cry in a pile of money. Like, 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 that's broke people shit right there. Like, like, why y'all? That's, that's some shit you have when your shoes is too tight. Like, I don't, I don't. It, it proves uh, that creative people sometimes uh, don't burn off enough energy. I, it just makes me sad because this is an art form I love. It's it's clearly enough to, uh, of an audience to go around, and it's enough projects to go around, and nobody has to blow anybody else's candle out to burn brighter. I never thought. I never 
I never understood that part of it. And I don't remember people actively like trying to tear down Chappelle when he was the guy. No. Or tearing down Rock when he was the guy. No. Eddie when he was the guy. I, I mean, I was young, but I don't remember that. No. I think things like that didn't go viral. Like, if they did, we might just not have heard about it all. But that's what I'm asking him. Yeah. yeah. Did, 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 did I don't think, I think that, one, they were so, they were singular. It wasn't, mm -hmm. like, there's never been so many at, so, at one time. Like, there are a lot of uh, people, and I think that they may feel like they competed for the same space, but our... We're so individual. Like, when we did Kings of Comedy, there was never anybody who wanted somebody else to do bad so they could do good. Mm. And, and we toured together for a long time. As a matter of fact, we had this situation where if you went over on time, you had to pay $1,000 for every minute, and we would do <laughs> donate that to charity. And wow. we didn't raise a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I am not going over. <laughs> because you just respected people. Right. Like, you respected people. Like, I, I think that there is this idea, and I, I don't know if it comes from the fact that their social media is so rampant, but this idea that I have to denigrate you in order to elevate myself, and I think it's 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 fear, mm -hmm. it's fear that you that somebody's gonna take something from you or that you're not enough. And I think that same fear is the one that makes you great. Uh, but it, when used that way, I think it's detrimental. When Cedric was here, he was saying that the Kings of Comedy two was about to happen. Mm -hmm. But you know, it's a lot. You know, what was unfortunate? <laughs> what happened? Uh, Steve, Bernie, you know, they had a beef, right? Yeah, but they did. And but, then Bernie uh, passed, and it never. But, but then Bernie. So so even at even at that, it would it would have just it just by the time it came about, like we were close to signing a deal, and then something came up. And what was Steve and Bernie beef about? I think Bernie specifically felt like he wasn't going to uh, people didn't get him like the black audiences got him but networks did and um steve at that time you know was on the ascent and bernie felt like he wasn't gonna get his shot and i think there was a little bit of resentment there in the end bernie felt like he wasn't respected and getting what he wanted in the end he did and uh after he did it he just didn't want to do it no more he's like i'll i'll, I'll do I'll do my own thing. So he did the network thing and realized that wasn't shit. <laughs> so he, he literally was a guy that would do what he wanted to do. But he was the most confident human being. But I think that he, he I think that he felt as if, and if you listen to, um, you know, the, the beginning of the Kings of Comedy, he felt as if that the country would never accept him. And once they got a dose of him, they did. All right, we got more with D.L. Hughley. When we come back, don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. D.O. Hughley is here. Yee. Before we came in here, you were talking about your relationship with T.K. Kirkland. Yes. And telling me things I didn't even know. T.K. was my mentor. I love T.K., man. Yeah, me too. I think that's one of the funniest dudes that ain't never got the shot. T.K. was my, but he had, but T.K. was my mentor. Like he yeah. My son, Kyle Aris Hughley, is named after his son, Aris. Really? Yes. T.K. one time... To use my medical benefits at the LA Times to get his teeth fixed. And my wife is mad at me from this. <laughs> and that he just walked away from the bill. Like <laughs> You knew he was you knew he was using no, the bill. Yeah, he said he was me and got his bill. Yeah, I was, you know, he was my he was my mentor. So yeah. what was I gonna do? How much was Tell that him bill? no. No, I was a kid then. He really, more than anybody else that I've ever met, um, uh had for no reason other than he he loved comedy took me under his wing. Like, a matter of fact, when he went under uh, away to tour with NWA, he had two clubs. One was Zeno's and one was Birdland West. He goes away. He lets me host. He comes back. They go, we're going to stay with you. And and he never really, you know, that was my entree into comedy when people would come see me at the Birdland West or Zeno's or at the Comedy Exit. TK, is he, he's a lot like you and a lot like Chris Rock and the fact that he can talk about things that is going on in just life yeah. in such a cool delivery yeah. on stage. Yeah. He's really giving you life lessons and you laughing he, at him. He really, and, and I think I've learned, that's one thing I learned from him. And I think he's unapologetic. I think he's unflinching. 
I think he's, he also is a confident man. Like, to, to me, what's going on in the world, I don't like cowards. I don't like, because I spent so much of my life being one when I was a kid. Mm. So now, when I see it, I recognize it right away, and it's something that I'm averse to. Like, to me, that's my whole thing with Kanye. And my, my problem with him is that people are dying now. Yeah, people yeah. are dying. You're normalizing behavior that is killing people. Mm-hmm. So to me, it's not about just saying we should reach out to you. You're complicit in the deaths of people by normalizing behavior. We're getting more and more used to this rhetoric. We're getting more and more yeah. used to the things that people say. People are saying, well, Donald Trump said this, and the reason why I went and shot this up is because of Donald At, Trump. You know, and, 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 and they make these moral equivalents. They go, well, Bernie Sanders supporters shot Steve Scalise. Well, you know, that's like saying Jody Foster is responsible for Hinckley shooting Reagan. Yeah. Like, uh, Bernie Sanders never said anything to weaponize him or, act, or give him action. Donald Trump is specifically, when you say you're a nationalist, you are using the parlance of the right wing. When you say somebody's a globalist, you're saying what they say. And you don't get to pretend like you don't. And there's no more equivocation. You either are or you ain't. And what he says about black people is funny to me. The black, black, unemployment's never been this... I can't. He can't be racist because unemployment for black people's never been this low. Motherfucker doing slavery was pretty low, and they hated. Right. <laughs> Everybody worked. That's, that's a fact. <laughs> you you had a baby, you worked. So stop telling me that. You can be racist. You just can't be a coward. Yeah. You, you you can you can be whatever you want. You just can't be a coward. That's why I that's why I, I like where we at right now. I'm gonna yeah. be honest with you. Yeah. Everybody is just saying what the hell they really feel. Yep. I respect it. Yep. I like it. You know why American history is where it is right now? Uh, the version of America is where it is because of Google. Yeah. It was different when you could just say some shit and we didn't know. Yeah. You know what it's like? Have you ever heard yourself on a recording and you don't recognize how you sound? You're like, that doesn't sound like me. Because you hear yourself from the inside out. Everybody else hears you from the outside in. That's America right now. We don't mm. understand how we sound. Right. The opiate crisis? Stop. <sighs> right. Stop. You, I remember, this is true, during, during um, uh, Donald Trump built a temporary memorial to the to the uh, victims of the opiate crisis. You know what they dealt, they built for people of uh, the crack epidemic? They jails. built jail. Jails. Mm -hmm. So even the way we, we look at things, and I just don't, I, you can be, you can be whatever you are, you just don't, you can't tell me that you're not that anymore. Right. If you're a racist, be a racist. Take your stand, stay there. And say You know who you are. But don't pretend like you didn't, like when DeSantos called Gillum, uh, when he a say monkey it up, you know what you meant. Mm-hmm. I didn't like that one, though. You knew what you meant. only reason I didn't like that one because we got so much direct racism. I'm like, oh, he's still a sucker. He still wants to say it. Yeah, but it was soft. It was soft. But it was cowardly. Yeah. I like the voice call. I like the recordings better. Yeah, that's hilarious. That was good. I think white people should be able to dress in blackface. And when they do, I'm telling you, when they do, their credit score should drop and their cholesterol should go up. And a policeman should bring them to their apartment and shoot them. If white people want to dress in blackface, we should do it on Halloween, make Halloween on election year. And that way, when they go to vote, they get their vote suppressed. There you so, go. It's too many ways. Do not, like, I'm Megyn Kelly um, gets to pretend, and people like her, she's more like most white women in this country than she is. Most white women who are educated get to pretend like they, they don't feel that way. They get to pretend like they're benign. But things, they get to turn the other way because they have husbands and, and brothers and, and uncles and neighbors who commit these atrocities and they get to pretend like they don't see them. Mm -hmm. What did you think about her saying, um, playing clueless? Like, oh, you know, why don't, why can't we wear blackface? It's right. just a costume. If you want to be yeah. Diana Ross and you love yeah. Diana Ross, you should be able to. Yeah, you should. You should be able to Diana Ross, but you under also understand Sandra Bland got killed with blackface. Yeah. It ain't the popular you like. Look, everybody likes some black people. Right. Um, like, I was very proud of Nike for the taking the stance they did. 
But it made sense because Nike needs d- As a matter of fact, right. that could be the slogan, and we wouldn't even get mad. <laughs> yeah. Because they wear do. <laughs> Nike and Barack Obama were a lot alike, and they made white people feel the same. White men feel the same way. We don't need you to win. Mm. Barack Obama won without most white men voting for him. Nike was winning without most white men supporting it. Yeah. They don't need... It's, it's, the ga- it's a game you can't play. We don't need you. And plus, it's such a it's a brand that ain't nobody getting. Ain't nobody right. getting rid of their Nike. Yeah. But but even the Nikes they got rid of look like serial killer Nikes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the only time you see the Nikes they wear was some forensic dude is going, this is a size 10 athletic shoe. Or the pedophile. The right. pedophile ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those, those Nikes come with a white van. Don't you think black people took it a little too far with Nike? You know, we started acting like the logo was the black power fist. Yeah. It was a but but like anything else, that's how bad we need to feel good. Mm. That's how bad. Like I, I'm gonna tell you something. If you may, if you do something that resonates in black people, we will f- with you. Yeah, like yeah. Cosby yeah. made us feel good. We got excited by a comic book hero. Wakanda, in Africa, right there. Right, <laughs> right. Like Wakanda life. was in Atlanta. You know what I mean. <laughs> but the thing about it that was so tricky is that, you know, it's based on a comic book hero and they led the world in math and science and technology. Motherfucker, that ain't a comic book. That's history. Yes. You did it. Yes. But but that's how bad we are. That's how bad we need to feel good. All right, we got more with D.L. Hughley. When we come back, we got to talk about the state of black culture and more, so don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. D.L. Hughley is here. Yee. Are there any products that you don't use because of what those uh, the people in charge represent? Or Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of fast food products. Look, fast food don't kill more niggas than guns. And it's the only thing generally that advertises on our radio shows. Mm-hmm. The, the problem with us is that we have a steady diet physically, spiritually, mm-hmm. and emotionally of shit that's bad for us. Mm-hmm. And you don't even realize it's bad till you're not in the midst of it right. anymore. That's why, like, even with me now, that's why I'm able to go to therapy because I'm not in that hurt right. no more. You can't heal when you're in the midst of the hurt. Hey, man, let me tell you something. I learned my father more about my father when he was dying than I ever knew about it when he was alive. Mm. And black people never know that. We put up this facade for everybody to see. We think we, you, you you can't do this or it'll be weak or you can't do that or, be, or it won't be. We need to know who we are and we need to know that as great as we are is as flawed as we are. Damn right. You ask for candidates like, candidates like Stacey Abrams who said, I'm gonna f- with people who f- with me. Yeah. I'm gonna do the things that matter to me. Like Gillum in, 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 in Florida. Florida. You ask for somebody that wanted to take Stand Your Ground off the books. You ask for that. You mm-hmm. march for it. And get your ass up and do something about it. Better old work. You ain't never seen a white man tell other white men it's wrong for y'all to keep killing black people and not say nothing about it. No. If, if you stay home now, you're cowards. I will say, though, um, you do need templates. Like, I think that's one thing that we're missing in the black community. Like, we, de- we need to see one area where everything is thriving for black people. Like, how we used to have Black Wall Street. Sure. Or Even the kids of Chicago. Chicago. An example of that. Yeah. yeah. But you and, know and where it's it a reason is? they destroy them all the time. Right. It's a reason they systemically, are, not even systemically, they blew Black Wall Street up. Not even purpose. Black Wall Look at the highway, pro- look at where all the highways that connected America together. Look what neighborhoods they went through. Mm-hmm. Black wealth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So all the, all the ways that we are deficient, but the one thing that I, that I take a umbrage to is the most educated segment of American population is black women. They black. Mm-hmm. They really are greatest leaders right That's now. That's right. If we really paying attention. So so stop pretending. You know what happened in Alabama when Alabama turned that state blue? 98% of black women voted. They voted a higher capacity than, than any other ethnicity. It was the fact that 94% of black men did. Do you know what happened if black men caught up to black women? If we were determined to work as hard as they did? determined to, to, to not take no for an answer like they did, then we would be... The problem in our co- community is that we're not their equal. 
and mm. we pretend to be. Mm. We're not the equal. To find that equal, he ain't gonna look nothing like us. Mm-hmm. You're equal educationally. You're equal in terms of, of forward mobility. And you're equal in terms. That's right. You're equal in ter- terms of strength. When black men do what we're supposed to do and lead, and I'm not talking about I'm dominating you, but I ain't gonna let you outwork me. Yeah, Minister Farrakhan just said that. He said that, you know, you got all these black women that are doing everything they're supposed to be doing, but the men haven't caught up with them yet. Listen, even if they see you lose, they can't see you not try. That's right. You, we, we quit all the time. And black women, we're very supportive, too. Yeah. Like, when our man wants to do something, we're like, okay, at least right. he's out there. A little too right. supportive. That's yeah, why right. we got That's, something yeah, to yeah, 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 yeah. If your woman was yeah. actually stop that shit. Yeah. Yeah. them out of yeah. wallets. Do you know who does the best in parochial school? In schools that they pay for. Black men, black people excel in that. You know why? Because you ain't wasting your mama's money. That's right, because we pay for it. I went to five, when I went to private that's school, right. I had to go to school. It was paid yeah, for. Yeah, but it. you got a little agent in you, too. So, yeah. so, that's, so you, come on, stop. Math ain't have. quite the challenge. It ain't fair. <laughs> <laughs> you know, come on, stop with that bullshit. You had to do good. I'm going to send this clip to all my single homegirls. Because I be telling all my single homegirls, I'm like, it was not y'all. Y'all fine. Right. Y'all just ain't found y'all equals yet. It, it, it's hard to find your equals. Do you want to date down? Right. Put, if you want brighter, better men, Put more onus on that. Mm-hmm. Put Place value on the things that will sustain you as opposed to satisfy you for a moment. I think that women do that. I don't. No, they don't. I do. I think I absolutely not. A lot, of women, a lot of women look at guys who have potential to be this or they're ambitious. And like we were saying earlier, women support their black man to a fault sometimes. Yeah, potential to be a rapper. Yeah. I'm talking no, about, not yeah. necessarily. When's the last time you've seen anybody cheerleading a debate? A cheerleading, a math contest. <laughs> because those are things that don't get you a job. You don't see that. But you see somebody run a ball. You see somebody drop a verse. So if you want value, invest it early in things that matter. Like I don't you know. Don't... Look, I'm an ambassador for the New York Public Library, right? I go to the library. I don't really go Because to... you're Asian. Stop it, Andy. <laughs> You, 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 stop with this bullshit. And you, when you say it, it does, it's not quite the same. And, and you like math too, right? I'm good at it. Of course you are. But I wouldn't say that I necessarily like it. But I will say that. So you can do geometry and like fried chicken. It's f***ed up. It's, 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 it's a conundrum. I think that certain women, and what you're thinking about are women like in the entertainment business, those might be the guys that they like but i think on in general on average women are looking for men who are motivated who are stable when they're ready to settle down that's the point you made exactly the point mm-hmm. men become men our idea of masculinity is based on what women like so it starts at a very early age you are you know one of the most impactful lessons i ever had i got i had a job and uh, i took my money from mcdonald's and i went and bought grocery for the family or that my mother would buy and so she came home and she said who did this and I said, I did. And and my mother made my plate first. Mm. And that's the way I look at women right now. Because it's so, like men, our job is to protect and provide. Right. So when you provide for a woman, a woman will look out, look out, treat you like listen, a Listen, and I, I'll go one further. You ain't as a man if you're not protected and provide. The only reason we exist is to protect and provide. That's it. If you don't do that, you should be dead. Now, what are men attracted to, would you say? As, uh, <laughs> easiness, <laughs> intellect. It's a lot of things. It depends on how much rum I had. You know, I don't know. <laughs> I, I think that it's, it's, it's a movie. Because sometimes so, men are attracted to the wrong things as well. They always. Are, right? Yeah. Always. The, the thing I, that always cracks me up about women, I can do that just, just like you. And if I did that, if you did that and you acted like me, I wouldn't value you. If you remind me of me, what the f*** am I f*** with you for? Yeah, be better than me. But I think that it, to your point... Yes, men like low-hanging fruit. Men, so, so yeah. You and like I don't think stuff. there's anything wrong with telling a man to put himself in the position of, well, what if I did that? 
You have, have to, to put yourself in. You have to put yourself in that. Like I wouldn't do something to you that I wouldn't want you to do to me. I think you're using reason. It doesn't. It, it doesn't register the same way. Because because then you have a competing narrative. I'm not excusing, and I'm telling you how wrong it is and how flawed it is. But you use your logic to get me to to the result that you think. But don't you think that after you do the same thing over and over again, then at some point it's like, when do you learn your lesson? Ask America that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ask America. But we're talking about people. I think. But but you- I think we're collective. <laughs> right. We're we're a nation of people. Mm-hmm. And I think you You're learn supposed your to lesson learn from your mistakes, especially yes, right. in a relationship. And generally, you learn your lessons when something horrible happens to you. Right. You can rationalize almost anything you like, and I think women are just better uh, than us. And our goal, and I said this earlier, and I think I'm being consistent. If we caught up to you in, uh, educationally, uh, in terms of entrepreneurship, we'd be a a, a bulletproof nation. And I, I, I'm telling you, even my daughters, my daughters, they were built to make men better. That's it? How many you got? Two. I got three now. Yeah, oof. I would never, every daughter you have is a bullet in the head of your youth. I know that my life is much richer for having them in my life, mm-hmm. but I will live five years less longer than I would. <laughs> <laughs> when I'm 82, I could have got 87 if it wasn't for you, motherfucker. <laughs> like, I have a relationship with my daughter that we used to be very, very close, my youngest daughter. We were very, very, very close. Then she found out who I was and the things I'd done. And she distanced herself from me. And now we're getting very, very close again. Wow. Because... The image of who I was in her head has to die. Mm-hmm. And they can only be, a, without a death, they can't be a resurrection. All I ever want my children to know is who I am. Mm. Right. Now, who, who they, but now the, the, the notion of who I was was an idea of me. And the reality of me is significantly different. Mm. But, but I am comfortable with both of those things. And we have a romanticized notion of who, we, who our parents are. But the one thing that my daughters, I think my children know about me, if you in trouble and I don't get to you, I'm dead. And they also know I've done a lot of shit that hurt them up. Right. So I, I don't revel in the things I've done. I just, I'm not afraid to examine. That's it. DL, it's always a pleasure when you pull Likewise, up, man. Likewise, man. I'm, I'm so proud of you, Mark Twain. <laughs> I can't read, I can't read the read the re- Huckleberry Finn. It's going to be <laughs> I'm telling you, what? It's, it's D.L. Hughley. It's The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. All right, now shout out to D.L. Hughley for joining us. When we come back, we got your rumor reports. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. All right, morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee. Charlamagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Pete Davidson. It's about time. What's going on? Yo, yo. Rumor report. Rumor report. This is The Rumor Report. Talk to him. With Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Oh, man. Well, Pete Davidson's been going through a lot, as you know, with his breakup with Ariana Grande. Mm -hmm. And he's canceled some shows because of that. But he was on Saturday Night Live. Now, let's give you guys a flashback. On the promo, this was a joke that he made. Hi, I'm Jonah Hill, and I'm hosting Saturday Night Live this week with musical guest Maggie Rogers. Hey, Maggie. Uh, I'm Pete. Hey, Pete. You want to get married? No. Over three. Now, Ariana Grande had posted under that, for somebody who claims to hate relevancy, you sure love clinging to it, huh? Thank you, next. Yeah, so she's upset because Pete Davidson is using his life for his art, which I would think all artists do. Well, she does have a song now, and she actually released that song. Uh, That song is called Thank You, Next, and she put it out before Saturday Night Live. They're trying to throw my guy off. Well, it actually wasn't a rude song or anything. Check it out. (sighs) Thought I'd end up with but it wasn't a match. Wrote some songs about Ricky Now I listen and laugh 
Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Song is dope. If you think I like that record, you're absolutely right. Drop on the clues bomb. That's a little bop there. I'm not even going to. That song is dope, man. (laughs) Rest in peace, Mac Miller. That hook is hard, too. Thank you. Next. Thank you. Now, it looks like the two of them, they'll both know they're going to use their relationship for their artwork, which they both do. Why wouldn't they? Yeah. So it doesn't seem like it's a problem. She probably just got irritated, which she has every right to do, as he would, too. Now, Pete Davidson was on Saturday Night Live, and here's what he did say about Ariana Grande on the actual show. And the last thing I will say is I know some of you are curious about the breakup, but the truth is it's nobody's business, and sometimes things just don't work out, and that's okay. She's a wonderful, strong person, and I genuinely wish her all the happiness in the world. Now, please go vote on Tuesday. He also did make a joke about having to move back in with his mom, of course. I just like the fact that he's focused and he told everybody to go vote on Tuesday. All right, now, uh, and Ariana Grande actually tweeted, I'm so effing grateful for my ex. Ariana also said in that record that she's already moved on and she got a new guy already. Next. If you listen to the whole song. That's why she said, thank you to my ex, next, because she's next. All right, now, Pete Davidson did make another joke that people had issues with, and here is uh, that joke. This guy's kind of cool, uh, Dan Crenshaw. Uh, oh, come on, man. Yo, hold on. Uh, you may be surprised to hear he's a congressional candidate from Texas and not a hitman in a porno movie. <laughs> I'm sorry, I know he lost his eye in, in war or whatever. <laughs> All right, well, Dan Crenshaw does have, like, a patch over a patch one over eye. That, right, like so a that's pirate. Mm-hmm. what that joke meant. Now, Crenshaw did respond, and here's what he had to say about Pete Davidson's joke. I want us to get away from this culture where we demand apologies every time someone misspeaks. We don't need to be outwardly outraged. I don't need to demand apologies from them. They're feeling the heat from around the country right now, and that's, that's fine. But I would like him and Saturday Night Live to recognize something, which is that veterans across the country probably don't feel as though their wounds they received in battle should be the subject of a bad punchline for a bad joke. It was not funny. It was just mean-spirited, and that's how I feel about it. All right, so I mean, you know, he's if, not demanding an apology. He's He thought it was mean-spirited, which he, he has every right like to feel. Joke. Right. Well, that's the cost of uh, freedom of speech. You right. know, you make a joke like that, some people going to think it's funny, some people going to be outraged. That's the way it is. And just so you know about Dan Crenshaw, he lost his right eye in 2012 after a bomb exploded during a mission in Afghanistan. He was told he would probably never see again, but he did regain sight in his left eye, and then he went on two more deployments after that. Yeah, I get it. He fought for the country, he fought for us. He, he don't think it's funny. I don't either. Right, so... That's uh, what his remarks were. All right, Oprah is planning to produce the Color Purple movie musical. She's going to be doing that with Quincy Jones and Steven Spielberg. So right now that project is still in the early stages of production. They don't have a director, scriptwriter, or, or cast members yet, but that is the plan. So would you guys be open to seeing that? Anything Oprah does, I mean. Well, I mean, that's the Color Purple musical. My wife is an avid Color Purple movie watcher. She's watched that movie a million times since I've been with her. I'm sure she would want to see that play. Yes, I definitely do too. So. I just don't like going to plays with people and they quoting every word. And Color Purple is definitely one of those things <laughs> where people quote every goddamn line. Mm-hmm. All right, well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. Charlemagne. Yes. We giving that donkey too. Listen, man, uh, you know, racism is as American as racism. And we'll talk about it for after the hour. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Charlemagne's 
say the gang donkey of the day, man. You are a donkey. <laughs> it's time for donkey of the day. Donkey of the day does not discriminate. I might not have the song of the day, but I got the donkey of the day. So if you ever feel I need to be a donkey, man, <laughs> hit it with the heat. Yes, the breakfast club, bitches. Who's donkey of the day today? Well, Mr. Ed Sheeran, uh, donkey of the day for Monday, November 5th, goes to members of the Brookwood High School Marching Band in Gwinnett County, Georgia. Listen, man, uh, I don't have a prejudice bone in my body. Only thing I hate on this planet is evil, all right? That's it. Nothing more, nothing less. And racism, prejudice, or forms of evil that I simply can't tolerate. Uh, I remember my whole life thinking, one day... We will be in a post-racial society because I honestly thought all the old white bigots would die. I just thought that eventually the mayonnaise would expire. We would throw it out and be done with it. I didn't think that the younger generations would accept the ideologies of their crusty Caucasian forefathers simply because the culture of hip-hop, which is black culture, has been embraced by so many kids across the world. It's hard to teach racism to your child when his or her hero is indeed someone black. But as we all have learned in more recent times, they love our culture, but they don't love us. So sadly, this disease called racism, this learned mental illness has been passed on to, you know, some, 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 some of the kids, proving once again that racism is as American as racism. And I started to say apple pie, but no, there's nothing more American than racism. Racism and prejudice is indeed the through line of America's story. And in Gwinnett County at Brookwood High School, the saga continues. Now, several parents are outraged after students in the high school ban spelled out a racial slur when they hit the field for their halftime show. Uh, in a letter to parents obtained by Channel 2's Nefertiti Jacquez, drop on the clues bombs for the homie Nefertiti, uh, the principal stated the band members normally take the letter covers off their instruments, but since it was a staffing issue, protocol wasn't followed, and then this happened. Let's go to WSB-TV for the report. A local marching band spelled out a racially offensive word during halftime. This was not an accident. This mother's outrage comes after members of the Brookwood High School marching band use instrument covers to spell out a racially charged word during the school's halftime show on Friday night. These band members assembled themselves to spell out the racially insensitive word using instrument covers that are normally used to spell Broncos, the school mascot. In this letter we obtained to students, parents, and the community, the school's principal apologized for the completely unacceptable racial term and noted, quote, last night during what was already a busy senior night, we experienced several personnel changes that resulted in our band director not being on the field when the band took the field. And I need them to be held totally responsible for it. I want these guys expelled. Meantime, I also reached out to the school district tonight and a spokesperson tells me that this is still an ongoing investigation as they review halftime procedures and talk to students. The caucasity, the unmitigated gall. Now, uh, if, you, if you watch this on Revolt TV, you saw what the word was. And if you follow me on Instagram, I'm going to post this story as soon as Donkey Today is over to show you the word they spelled out. Now, if you're wondering what the word is, it's coon. Now, the reason I'm telling you all this story because I am one of those people who believe that shaming works, okay? We have to shame racists and racist acts the same way we shame pedophiles, the same way we shame rapists, the same way we shame Post Malone fans. And you kids that, you know, did, did that, not only should you be ashamed, you should be publicly shamed for this since you attempted to publicly hurt people with words. You should be publicly hurt with words. Here's the thing. When I was growing up, the band kids weren't the coolest. But I think that changed after Nick Cannon made Drumline. 
I personally always thought being in the band was dope. Knowing how to play instruments is fly. Salute to the roots. Salute to the internet. So why are you cool kids participating in something as uncool as racism? Why do you want to follow in the footsteps of old-ass, culturally clueless white devils? All right? The most uncool people on the planet are old, racist American white people. All right? Especially white men. If you thought that spelling out coon was going to make you cool, you're actually wrong. It actually makes you on par with the lamest people on the planet. But you still have a chance to unlame yourself by unlearning the BS that you was taught at home. And that's what everyone at this school and everyone in this band needs to do to these kids who spelled out coon in the Brookwood High School marching band. Walk up to them and tell them, unlame yourself. If you see them at school today, tell them, unlame yourself. Free yourself from racism and bigotry. Now, one of the parents, Sean Myers, uh, salute to Sean Myers, she says the kids should be expelled. Hmm. I have a zero tolerance policy for racism or any kind of intentional prejudice. Uh, they deliberately went out of their way to offend and call black people a racial slur. So, yes, I think they should be kicked off the band immediately for starters. And if do I think they should be expelled? I'll say I don't care, okay? I just I just don't think I care. They got to learn that it is a cost to their racism, all right? This isn't America pre-segregation. You can't just be openly racist and think things will be all good. People who create their own drama deserve their own karma. And these kids deserve whatever it is they get. Please give the members of the Brookwood High School marching band who spelled out coon the biggest hee-haw. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You think they should be expelled? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not yeah. mad. I'm not mad at the exposure. They gotta go sit for Man, a couple days. I'm not, I was thinking like a ten day suspension and a, get get them kicked off the band. But I'm not mad at the exposure. Should be a zero tolerance policy for that. Yeah, I mean you just don't want them home for too long, just playing video games and chilling though. You know, detention all day at school makes more sense. I think. Well, they should have mm. to undergo all kinds of educational training and all kinds of yeah. things after something like that. True. All right. It well, should be like a required mandatory amount of that. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for that donkey today. And that's the type of thing that can haunt them. Haunt them in college. Mm-hmm. Hunt them? Haunt them, haunt haunt. them, haunt them in okay. college. Mm-hmm. Haunt them when they go out to get other jobs. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They need to bring in, like, the scared straight people. Like. <laughs> Ooh. I dropped him off in the hood the way Justin Bieber was. Dropped him off in the hood because they put Justin Bieber through hood training this weekend. Have him doing push-ups, playing basketball, <laughs> you him singing to get singing, out of here. You want to get dancing. out of here? You better start singing. Drop him in Chicago. That's what they should do. Drop him in the hood. I gotta be Chicago. Any hood USA will do. <laughs> nah, it's Chicago. You don't want them to die. <laughs> I didn't Y'all gotta stop talking about Chicago <laughs> like that. I didn't say kill them. All right. Yeah, I, don't want them to, I don't want them to die. Shout out to our people right. in yeah, Chicago. Shout out to the shot. All right. Now, when we come back, 800-585-1051. D.O. Hughley just left, and he was talking about his relationship with his daughter. Can we play a clip? I have a relationship with my daughter that we used to be very, very close, my youngest daughter. We were very, very, very close. Then she found out who I was and the things I'd done. And she distanced herself from me. And now we're getting very, very close again. Because the image of who I was in her head has to die. Mm-hmm. And they can only be, a, without a death, they can't be a resurrection. All I ever want my children to know is who I am. The notion of who I was was an idea of me. And the reality of me is significantly different. But I am comfortable with both of those things. And we have a romanticized notion of who, we, who our parents are. All right, well, let's open up the phone lines. 800-585-1051. Uh, if you have kids, do you tell your kids about your past? Would you tell your kids about your past? And have your parents ever told you about their past and it's changed the way you looked at them? Let's open up the phone lines, 800-585-1051. You know I got five, so I tell my kids everything. 
everything that I ever been through, whether it was me stealing as a, as a younger kid or me drinking or, or me smoking or me using drugs, weed, I tell them because I want them to know. It's harder to hide what a things stupid from your decision kids. was. Your kids and, and how was My daughter's ten. Uh, He's that's what I told him. I started telling him at ten. I started telling him at ten. I told my daughter when I just happened to be talking one day and mentioned me being in jail, and she was like, "You was in jail? <laughs> what?" <laughs> and then we had the conversation, but yeah, not, I don't know. See, uh, like you ever like, you know, daddy still. wasn't that good to mommy at certain points, and yeah, things happen. All of that will come in the future. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I, I, tell, them as, I tell them as they're getting older, because I want them to know, and I don't want them to make the same mistakes that I made, and I also don't want them to think that. Life is perfect, and their dad is perfect. Exactly. That's what I'm just going to tell my daughter to read my books. I got two of them. Black Privilege. Nah, they don't want to read your books. Shook one you probably make them buy them, too. Go buy my books. Go to my books off Amazon right now. 800-585-1051. We'll take your calls when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's DJ MV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, we're talking about D.L. Hughley. He stopped through early and was talking about his relationship with his daughter. Let's play a clip. I have a relationship with my daughter that we used to be very, very close, my youngest daughter. We were very, very, very close. Then she found out who I was and the things I'd done. And she distanced herself from me. And now we're getting very, very close again. Because the image of who I was in her head has to die. Mm-hmm. And there can only be a, without a death, there can't be a resurrection. All I ever want my children to know is who I am. The notion of who I was was an idea of me. And the reality of me is significantly different. But I am comfortable with both of those things. And we have a romanticized notion of who we, who our parents are. So we're asking 800-585-1051. Do you tell your kids everything? Did your parents tell you everything about their past? And does it make you look at them any differently? You know me, I got five kids, and I tell my kids everything. I don't I don't want them to think daddy's perfect or life is perfect. So I made mistakes, and, and I tell them so they don't make those mistakes. And they see the consequences of those mistakes, whether it was me being locked up or me being suspended at school or me getting in trouble. or you know. But I want them to know so they don't think life is perfect. One thing I realized when I started writing my first book, was that I did not know anything about my parents before they were my parents. Mm-hmm. And I always felt like that's not something, that's not the way I want my kids to feel about me and my wife. So but I yes. think I think that's the, the error too because I really didn't know much about my parents. Like I couldn't tell you a lot of the pitfalls that my mother and father were born. I don't even know how my mom and dad met. You know what I'm saying? Right, like, I don't know how you scooped her off her feet. Like, I don't know any right. of that. Me neither. You know? Well, I definitely know how my parents met. That's probably about all I know as far as before I was here, because they both worked in a department store together in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. What and, store? And that's how they met each other. I forget. It's not around anymore. It was TSS? No. I, I don't remember what it was called. Uh, but that's how I know um, how they met. But as far as what they were doing before that, I really don't know. I have zero clue. So, yes, I do think that you should... You know, tell certain things to your kids. You know what I mean? It just all depends. You know, it's a case-by-case basis. Like, it's certain secrets you don't tell anybody. So you don't got to just d- divulge the whole, you know, backstory we, of your life. We, I, I know you wild out, and I wild out a lot, too. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure wild out. But I just want Me? them to know so they don't do this lot of the stupid things. Like, for instance, you know, the, the time you were driving with your friends and, and one of your mans had some drugs in the car. Which you know, time? It's been a lot of those times. All right, forget it. What but you, you would about? tell your kids that so you know, so they know, yo, you don't make sure the people that are in your car that you know they don't have no foul is because it could get you locked up. Yeah, and I mean, but by the way, I don't have any choice but to tell my kids. My, my daughter's 10, my other daughter's 3, I got a one-month-old. I have no choice but to tell them because I got books. Mm. And those books will be movies. So it's like they're going to know anyway. So, right. they, you know, they might as well see it before. Oh, shoot, the world already saw it because I got books out there. So, well, yeah, go th- I'm just going to tell them about my books. Hello, who's this? 
This is Nylena from Fayetteville. Hey, Nylena. Good morning. Good morning. How y'all doing today? Good, good, good. You, are you going to tell your kids about your past and everything you did in your past? Absolutely. Absolutely. I feel like it's very important. I mean, just learning from my own experience with my mother, uh, when I got older, it just changed our relationship totally, me figuring out who she was. But like D.L. Hughley said, you know, it just developed a new relationship. I have a two-year-old and I have another daughter on the way. Congrats. And I just feel like it's, thank you. I just feel like it's important for your children to know, you know, about your, your past. I want my daughter to know why, you know, I used to drink, I used to smoke weed, and how I used to party, and, you know, different mistakes I made with men, because I can't tell her to not do something right. if she doesn't know my experiences. I just don't think it's fair for, you know, parents to try to uphold that perfect image. It's just unrealistic. I agree with that. Yeah. I, I think it's very unfair to unhold that perfect image, but also it's different with mothers and daughters. You know what I'm saying? If I had a son, I probably would tell my son everything. But, I mean, my daughter's going to know everything about me anyway because mo anyway, most of it is public record. And we're about to be legal everywhere, so by the time she finds out you used to smoke weed, she'll be smoking herself. I think the best thing is so <laughs> they understand the reason that we're telling them things is not because we're just trying to be high and mighty, but because we had those experiences. It's because you, you already made those mistakes. Absolutely. You did that so they don't have to go through those certain things. That's all. Hello, who's this? Hey, good morning, Breakfast Club. This is Crystal. What's up, Crystal? Hey, what's up? I just wanted to comment on, on the question for today. And my son is 13 and my daughter is 5. And um, I had my, my son when I was a little bit younger. I think I was 19, 20 when I had him. And we've always been close and had that kind of relationship. And I think it's important to express uh, your stories and your previous experiences like that with your kids because I became a nurse <clears throat> after I had my son and that was kind of a life-changing time for me because before that I was kind of hell in high school. I gave my mom a fit. I was doing all sorts of stuff I probably shouldn't have been, you know? Okay. And in order um, to for him to better himself, he needs to know that about me. And I think it's a respect thing. I don't think he looks down on me or thinks I'm less of a person. I think it's the exact opposite. Okay. Like, I think he looks at me and is like, dang, my mom was real. You know what I'm saying? It was a real person. She went through these things. And when you sit down and explain to them and they see it's not just you saying, oh, I did that. I've been there. And it's Okay, thank yeah, you. Yeah, don't, 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 you're not just scolding somebody. Like, you're speaking from experience. Absolutely. Shout out to Treasure Vessel on Twitter. She said, When I was 33 years old, I found out my heart, my hero, was living a lie. My father had four children outside his marriage. Ever since then, I've never trusted him or another man. My father broke my heart. Well, that's yeah. a whole different ballgame now. You know what I'm saying? Like, my, fa <laughs> my father was one of those guys, too. My father has two other daughters outside of, of my mother. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? But that's a whole different ball game. Like, that's you living a whole different life. Mm -hmm. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's one thing to talk about your experiences and things you've been through. But that's it's, your experiences? Nah, I got, I it's another to be like, I got four other kids. I got four kids. You got four up. brothers and sisters you need to two meet. Two kids in the DR. <laughs> Do you tell your kids everything about your past? Call us now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, we're talking about DL Hughley. He stopped through earlier, and he talked about his relationship with his daughter. Let's play a clip of it right fast. I have a relationship with my daughter that we used to be very, very close, my youngest daughter. We were very, very, very close. Then she found out who I was and the things I'd done, and she distanced herself from me. And now we're getting very, very close again because the image of who I was in her head has to die. Mm -hmm. And there can only be a, without a death, there can't be a resurrection. All I ever want my children to know is who I am. The notion of who I was was an idea of me. And the reality to me is significantly different. But I am comfortable with both of those things. And we have a romanticized notion of who we, who our parents are. Now we're asking 800-585-1051, would you tell your kids everything about your past? Me, I, I'm telling them everything. I, I just think it's a lot easier. My daughter really respects and 
She respects my opinion. So when something is wrong or I tell her don't do something, it's never a question. She was like, she feels like, oh, dad's been through it, so he knows what's best for me. Same thing with my wife. I think that's the best way to go for me. Yeah, I tell them what I remember. You know what I'm saying? I tell them what I remember, and I tell them things that I think that they can learn from. You know what I mean? But I definitely think that they can learn more from their mom than me. Mm. You know? It's not like my daughter's going to ever have to sell crack. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> but you never know. She might like a boy that is. So, you know, it's it's kind of the same thing. And some people do that. stuff like that and don't have to. <laughs> they just chose to. I ain't going for that. Yeah, I'm not right. going for that. My, my, you know what's so funny? My my wife's father was that way with me. Did not want her around me in no way, shape, or form. And you is, see what happened. She still did what she wanted exactly. to do. But I'm not going for it. I'm going to be just like him. I don't want you around that. Why would you? Right. Why would you want your daughter around somebody? Not at, at all. Know? Not at all. Let's go to the phone lines. Hello, who's this? Good morning, good morning. It's JB from Brooklyn. What's going on, Angela Yee, Envy and the God? Hey, What's up, bro? my brother? Would you tell your kids everything about your past, bro? Most definitely, man, most definitely. I think it's dope, man, that my son would want to know about my past. And I wouldn't hide anything from my share everything. My deepest, darkest secrets, first kiss, first girlfriend, everything, man. That's dope. Okay, all right. Thank you, brother. Um, Hello, who's this? This is Shanice. Hey, Shanice. Now, we're asking 800-585-1051. Would you tell your kids everything about your past? Um, no, I don't. Um, I didn't have the most beautiful childhood, so there are certain things I don't tell her because I don't want her to be afraid of certain things. Like what? Um, well, as a kid, I was in foster care and I didn't have the most beautiful experience and um, try to do everything that I can to keep her out of that situation. Yeah, but, but, but she's not going to ever be in foster care, so why can't you tell her about the way you grew up? How it made you a, a stronger woman and all that? Um... I mean, I don't tell her every little detail about it. I do tell her it happened, but I don't want to tell her everything that happened while I was there. Right. I'll say, man, one of the things that I regret the most is not knowing what my parents' life was like before they were my parents. Mm -hmm. Like that, like, And I think that's a lot of people out there. We don't realize what their life was like before they were our parents. I want to know. All right. Well, thank you for your call, Mama. Thank you. All right. Now, what's the moral of the story, guys? I think the moral of the story is making mistakes is better than faking perfections. And that's just how I live my life. I'm going to always share the good, the bad, and the ugly of my life. And I just think that's better than being out here faking perfections. Because everybody faking perfections nowadays. They faking perfections on social media. Then they taking that fake perfection off social media and trying to bring it into the real world. And I just think making mistakes is better than faking perfection. So it's cool to let your kids know that you, you made mistakes, too. I agree with you. All right, Yee, we got rumors on the way. Yes, let's talk about voting and Michelle Obama's uh, star-studded telethon for America. Also, since we're talking about making mistakes, we've seen Khloe Kardashian's relationship with Tristan Thompson play out on television. We'll tell you about discovering that he was cheating on her. All right, we'll get into all that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, Stefan Don was on her Instagram Live, and they were joking around her and her friend. They were saying they were looking for love. If you're interested, call. A lot of their fans were having some fun with them, and that's when another person actually chimed in a on really, the conversation. A really famous Instagram thought. And this person <laughs> is Drake. Yes. <laughs> Here's what Drake had to say. So why should you be my man then? Because, you know what I'm saying, I'm a confident guy, I can hold my own in any room, you know? Um, and, you know, we could, we, could, we could cook up tune together in a stew, you know what I'm saying? You win a date with me right now. Oh yeah? So where you wanna go? So you wanna go? You wanna go somewhere fancy, you know that? Uh. Huh? <laughs> Big money stuff. Don't. Hey, man, Drake really stepped Curry with his cock. That patois. Hey, what is what? You cannot say that, man. Oh. You can't say that word, man. Okay. 
Drake is really Steph Curry with his penis. There you go. He'll shoot this from any goddamn crazy. well. He don't care. No, well, he don't care. He was actually just trying to get a feature, supposedly, allegedly. Oh, so. yeah, like yeah, Drake yeah, got to right. do all that to get a feature from uh I mean, look, he was showing Steph her some Mondano. love. Wasn't he just singing to another girl at another concert? A couple days ago, too. You guys are so judgmental. In Drop this one of Clue's bombs for Drake. <laughs> Listen, Drake is doing exactly what he should be doing. Wasn't he do. just singing to another girl? A 30, you guys are blockers. If you were a 32 here. year old multi millionaire, you were single, Drake living his life like it's golden. All right, Drake also says that a, a casino in Vancouver actually profiled him. He posted, Park Casino is the worst run business I have ever witnessed, profiling me and not allowing me to gamble when I had everything they originally asked me for. How you profile Drake in Canada? You can't. What race is, is Drake? Vancouver, even, is Drake even considered a race in Canada? <laughs> it's just Drake. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't. Like it's black, white, and Drake in Canada. I'm well, they sure. did issue an apology, so I guess there's looking into what happened. All right, now let's talk about Remy Ma on her State of the Culture show. And there was a topic that came up about R. Kelly and his history of sexual abuse allegations, a Lifetime documentary series that's also coming out. So here is what Remy Ma had to say about R. Kelly. He went to trial for it before. We had video of him, you know, intimate with an underage girl. We had another video where I don't think she was underage, but he was, like, all in her. Like, it didn't, like, most rapists don't eat ass. And um, I'm like, okay, so you get acquitted and you still get banished and you're still a monster. So we I mean, live in a world children. where women and men do some sick yeah. and they be with it. If your daughter is 14, 15, 16, 17, and she wants to f a guy that's 20 anything, 30 anything, you're fighting against it. Here's the thing about the R. Kelly tape. The woman whose salad he was tossing was of age, and even if the young girl was with it, it was she was still underage, so it's still statutory. It's statutory rape if she was Regardless. underage. Correct. Right, it's really on him. That is a crime if he did. I mean, he. but she's saying that he was acquitted of that crime. Oh, well, we saw the tape. But a 13-year-old, 14-year-old, 15-year-old, can give consent, but it's still statutory. It's still statutory, right? Right. It's Correct. still a crime on his part. If you're older than that, absolutely, you should know better. Not saying as a young person, you're making decisions that you probably shouldn't make, but it's his responsibility as an adult to not participate in that. Yeah, so. and even if Correct. he had the, per the permission from the parents, whatever, that's it's not it's still that's, statutory. It's, it's, the law. it's not a movie, right? You know what I'm saying? You now, Remy did say throughout this that she wasn't picking a side. And she was not trying to defend R. Kelly. And she did say, I'm not saying that he's right, but it felt weird. All right. Now, Michelle Obama's When We All Vote campaign, she's doing the star-studded telethon for America. Uh, that's going to air live. What's today's date? The 5th. The 5th. Today. All right. It's going to air on YouTube, Facebook Live, and Comedy Central Online. So they're actually not trying to raise money. It's the first telethon in history that isn't looking to raise money. It's just to take pledges to increase voter turnout. So it's going to be live performances. Where is it? Comedy, music, pre-taped segments, and interacting with a celebrity phone bank. Where? Um, that is, I don't actually, I don't know where they're filming it. But Who's people performing? appearing are going to be Amy Schumer, Jane Fonda, Charlize Theron, Jessica Alba, Judd Apatow, mm. uh, Julia Louise Dreyfus, Lil Rel, Chelsea Handler, like a whole lot of Mini Driver, Aisha Taylor. A whole lot of people are going to be involved okay. in this. I can't even give you all of the names, but it's a lot of pre-taped segments. So it's not going to be like something that you can go to. A lot of these are pre-taped. Um, now, let's talk about the Kardashians and the moment that Khloe Kardashian found out that Tristan Thompson was cheating. Kylie Jenner's actually the one that told her, and she had to relive Snitch. this all on Keeping Up with the Kardashians. She posted, tonight's episode is an uncomfortable and super emotional one for me, but when we signed up for this show over a decade ago, we signed up for a reality show, which meant showing you guys... Yeah 
inside our lives. Check it out. There's a video of Tristan making out with a girl last night. I know. Chloe's gonna die. I'm like in shock right now. I don't even know what to say. Like, this is an idiot. Maybe it's a sick joke. Kylie just sent Chloe the article. Like, do I call Chloe? No one had the courage to tell Chloe because we knew she was days away from giving birth. We didn't want to stress her out, but we knew that it was the right thing to do. So I'm the one that told Chloe. I didn't want to hurt her feelings, but I felt like she should hear from one of us versus on the internet. There hey, that sucks. Tristan, you shouldn't have signed off on that one. Nope. Tristan could have I, I already, I already dealt it. I would have been through it I'm, a year later. You didn't have to sign yeah. off for that footage to be used. I'm signing off on that. I would not have signed off on Mm-mm. that one, buddy. Well, I'm sure they wanted to use it and imagine him going through and doing all that and then saying, now you can't use the footage. Yes. You owe it to her. No, you don't. After all I don't that. want to relive that. I don't, I don't want to that. put you through that How again, baby. Do I don't, don't want our family that. to relive that. I don't want to put you through that again, baby. She's like, look, we got to get these ratings up. It happened. Everybody knows about it already. It was already circulating online. Nope. What's the problem? That happened a year ago. No, no let's leave it in the past. <laughs> hey, salute to Diddy, too, though, because Diddy's having a rally tonight at uh, FAMU. A bring it home. It was his birthday Andrew too Gillen. over the weekend, wasn't it? Yeah, yesterday was his birthday. It's gonna be at the Al Lawson Center tonight. Uh, at the doors open at 10 p.m. So he's, right. he's got like Andrew Gillum's gonna be there. Mm-hmm. Khaled's gonna be there. Angela Rye, um, Monica, I believe. Will Packer. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that's mm-hmm. dope. Envy, you should be there. No, I got. I can't make it. Oh, they tried to book him. They tried to book me. You know, okay. All right. Envy. And I just want to shout out to. It cost a lot of money. I just want to shout out to Wu Tang. Um, they did a collaboration with Milk Makeup. It's their first ever collaboration with these Wu Tang lipsticks. I got the whole entire package of it. It's very exciting. I'm wearing some right now. I'm gonna post it for you guys. But it's an eight-piece lip color set. I saw it online over the weekend, and then I came in and I had a package of this Wu Tang Milk collaboration, Milk Makeup. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your Rumor Report. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. Up next is the People's Choice Mix. Get your request in, and I'm going to tell you guys all about the car show after the mix, all right? Thanks you to everybody that came out to that car show. We expected, like, 2,000 people, and we got about 6,000. So shout-out to everybody that came out. Shout-out to Lincoln Tech. We sold out, and I'll talk about it later. Hi, this is The Breakfast Club. Good morning, Revolt. We'll see you later.